Hi there, welcome back to our series on natural recovery path from trauma. My name is Blair McKnay. Uh, PaleoFreedom.com is the website uh, if you want to go there and get additional information. But today I'm really excited because we're talking about, uh, this is video number five, and we're talking about the number one, the best way, the best thing that you can start doing to re uh, having a natural path recovery from trauma, and that is my favorite, linear movement. So when I say linear movement, I mean hiking, biking, walking, riding a bike, swimming, anything like that, riding an elliptical, anything that you're doing like that, and I want you to do it at about a 65 to 70% level of effort, okay? So uh, going at about 65 or 70% effort for anywhere from 35 to 50 minutes. And you wanna do that about five times a week. Now, what's the science behind this? Our biggest enemy as we're dealing with trauma, as fellow former trauma sufferers, is that uh, we're dealing with cortisol. And cortisol is that thing that makes us really anxious, really upset, stress, anxiety, it just keeps coming at you. And it gets really elevated when you have trauma and it stays elevated. Your body is kind of reprogramming itself for a higher level of trauma, a higher level of stress. And so, what you have to do is you have to naturally bring that cortisol level down. Uh, exercise, provided that it's done just like I told you, will bring your cortisol levels down. The other thing is you can do HIT workouts, so high intensity training, you can do some of that, but really that should not longer be longer than 25 or 30 minutes, and frankly that's what most people do for HIT as well. If you wanna do CrossFit or you wanna do yoga, that's fine, but if you're gonna do that, please go for a walk for five minutes beforehand and then five minutes afterwards because we wanna get that linear movement. We wanna have that kind of programmed into your brain when you're doing that. So what are we trying to do? So we're trying to lower our cortisol level. The other thing that happens is that when we exercise, we increase our endorphins. And endorphins during the time of exercise gives you a great feeling. But here's something new that we've learned. When you increase your endorphins, it triggers the increase, uh, an increase in dopamine. Now, if you go back, if you remember video one and video two, and we're going to be talking about it a lot, uh, five really serious chemical things happen and or hormonal things happen to your body when you go through trauma. One is that cortisol levels go up. The other is that uh, adrenaline levels go up. And then the second thing, the, the negative things, so both those things, uh, adrenaline gives you a lot of energy, gives you kind of that anxious feel, and then cortisol too, man, the stress and anxious, it just keeps you in that elevated state. But then at the same time, our body is suppressing serotonin, suppressing dopamine, and suppressing GABA. And what those do as a group is those are the things that make you feel like everything's okay. They give you a sense of, uh, of peace, of relaxation. And you need that to function in life. You need to feel like everything's okay so you can go to work in the morning. You need to feel like everything's okay so that you can go out and plant your field or go hunting if you want to get into the, the paleo impact of it. So dopamine has been suppressed and cortisol is elevated. When we take that linear exercise, we're going to lower our cortisol. But at the same time, when we get our endorphins pumped up, our endorphins are going to signal to the dopamine then to, to, to rise as well. So the endorphin feels good when you're working out, but it's also telling the dopamine, hey, long term, you can come up a little bit dopamine. Now, why is that happening? We don't really know. Uh, 
other than the fact that I think it's your body subconsciously telling you like, hey, everything's okay. If I can go out here and exercise at my, on my own power and my own energy, and I can feel safe to do that, then everything must be fine. So keep that in mind. The other thing that's happening, and, and we don't completely understand everything that's going on with the conscious and the subconscious brain, is you're on the move and it's self-directed. So you're choosing, you're not running, you're choosing to move, to take an action. And that subconsciously is telling your, your brain and your body, hey, everything's okay, man. I'm in control. I'm in charge. I'm doing things. I'm not at the end of the tail of something that's whipping me around. I am the dog. I am making the choice. I am moving in a direction. It's really very powerful for your mind. And then the other thing we should talk about is that when people go through trauma, there is uh, what's called dissociation. And, and dissociation is a separation from the body of the mind. And what happens is, and people particularly that go through really difficult and, and hardcore trauma is they get to the point where they have a very difficult time even feeling things. Like you could put a, a set of keys in somebody's hand that's had trauma and, and if their eyes are closed, they couldn't even tell you what they're holding. Uh, it's a dissociation with the body. And so, uh, and, and what that leads to is this hypervigilance about all kinds of different sensory inputs that are coming in and a lack of being tapped into your body giving you the information that, hey, everything's okay, man. Everything's all right. Look at me. I'm breathing fine. I'm moving fine. Everything's going okay. So when you move, you do linear movement, you're sending a message and you're connecting with your body, you're connecting your brain, the, especially the emotional part of your brain, back with your body, the flow of your body. You're starting to feel your body, and that's just hypercritical long-term for this natural path that, that you're walking on to deal with and treat with your, your trauma. So let's talk about one other thing. I think it's called, and I'm gonna call it SIP. And what SIP is, is this principle that what's going on in your mind is you get a signal you get uh, an interpretation of that signal, and then your body figures out a way to protect you. So when I was driving over here, there was a guy that was driving in front of me, and he was driving kind of erratically from lane to lane. I could tell he was talking to his girlfriend. He was pretty animated, <laughs> and at the same time, he was talking on his phone. And, and so, you know, right away, my brain set a signal to me. It's like, hey, look, there's a guy driving erratically. And then my brain interpreted it as, oh, uh, that could be a dangerous thing. And then it told me to take an action, and that's the protection. So signal, interpretation, protection. And the protection I decided to take was, you know what? I'm just going to slow down, let that guy keep driving until he turns or whatever else, and then I can go on my own way. So those things are natural. Those things are, that are critical to protecting us in, in modern world as well as the paleo world. But what happens when you've gone through trauma is that all of your senses now are elevated. And so... The signals, you're seeing more signals because the cortisol has made you just really elevated to look for every different thing that could be going on. Your interpretation of the signal is much more sensitized and that's part of cortisol, it's part of the adrenaline, but at the same time, remember you've lowered your serotonin, you've lowered your GABA, and you've also lowered your dopamine. So you're, you're, you're much more likely to interpret something as being stressful or something that could be a threat. And then protection, your body is protecting you. What's it doing? Well, one of the things it's doing is continuing to, to secrete additional hormones in all those categories that we were talking about, as well as neurotransmitters. 
but the other thing is it's going to make you feel anxious upset stressed and you're going to want to go do something or stay away from that problem so that's what's chronically going on as far as the trauma response and that's how it affects us and that's so keep that in mind sip it's signaling interpreting and protecting all of those things are really critical to know because what you're mind is doing what your body is doing is just trying to protect you it's just out of whack it's just been tweaked up too high so when you walk and you do linear exercise like we talked about and if you go to our website paleo.com you can see the top 15 things to do immediately which will start to lower your trauma response uh, when you start doing those things the linear uh, movement like we talked about it'll start to push that cortisol down and start to lift that uh, dopamine up because of the reaction to the uh, chemical uh, neurotransmitters that are being stimulated by exercise and you're going to start to feel better and as you start to feel better what happens is your reactions in the SIP process start to become less dramatic less anxious less stressful it starts the, the bandwidth if you will of all your different reactions and your stress we're, we're going to start tightening that bandwidth we're going to keep pushing it down pushing it down pushing it down and that's just by walking a very natural path this stuff is within you in the same way that that you developed over eons to have this reaction to, to trauma you also developed over eons this natural path to recover and get over trauma and move on with your life it doesn't mean that you're going to forget your trauma it doesn't mean that it's going to completely go away that will always be with you that that you can't do but it does mean that you can you can make it relative you can put it in a box and you can go on and enjoy the beauty of life you can be in the moment you can stop being there and start being here all right thank you so much for joining this video number six is coming up look forward to it look forward to seeing you again bye bye